Welcome to the Magnum Report. I'm your host, Mark Magnum, and my topic for today is, does Austin Theory have go-away heat? Now, let's just get right into it. Austin Theory started off on the main roster, and he teamed with Andrade at WrestleMania 36 during the pandemic. They flip-flopped him around. I believe he was even a part of, you know, Seth Rollins and his disciple gimmick when he was still doing that for the for that time frame and that time period during the pandemic. And he didn't really get over, but he didn't really get that much time. He wasn't on the main roster that long, his first go around. And he didn't get that the time I felt that he needed to properly get over with the the crowd and the fans that were watching from home. And then they sent him back down to NXT. And he joined the way with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. And you also had Dexter Loomis doing his creepy garbage that he was doing, their funny comedy that they were doing. And I, I, I know that had an audience for some people. I wasn't a part of that. This was when I was still relatively week to week watching NXT. And it was, I don't want to say a low point on the show but it was definitely a part of the show I wasn't looking forward to when he was a part of that and it just to me it didn't add anything it didn't create it I mean because he had Austin Theory running around like a goofball that you know didn't realize half the stuff that he was that was going on they had him playing like he was a douchebag basically where he was just that dumb high school idiot that doesn't realize the trouble that he's in or it was a lot of bad comedy. I can't say that, just a lot of bad comedy and bad hijinks and shenanigans that they were doing. And it just, it didn't resonate with me. I don't know about everybody else, but for me, it did not resonate at all. It was kind of uh, just overdone. And, and WWE, I don't think it's the greatest at comedy anyway. I mean, they've had their moments throughout the years, obviously, but from week to week on most of these shows, main roster and NXT, the most of their comedy or what they think is comedy is not that funny. And I think the way was, or at least some of the stuff they did in the way was definitely a, an, another catalyst for that. This was another example you could throw out there on how WWE thinks they're funny, but not so much. Then he goes back to the main roster and he has what I say is a, a decent run. I mean, he becomes Vince McMahon's boy and Vince McMahon kind of took him under his wing and he was like the new prodigal son, the new chosen one, the new whatever you want to throw in front of his name. That's what Vince McMahon was trying to bill him as. And he had that first United States title run, which at the time I think was a little too soon for theory. I think he, I think he could have worked there, yes, definitely. But at the time that they just put it on him, and I get they're trying to push new stars, and that's one of my complaints on any of these podcasts, if you watch, is me complaining about how they don't push new stars or they don't make that new guy. They're still pushing guys in their 40s and, you know, later 30s and not these guys that are in their 20s and, you know, the Braun Breakers, even though they are pushing him on NXT, I'm just saying when he gets to the main roster, let's see what they do with Braun Breaker then. But like Austin Theory... He comes to the main roster and they're instantly just thrusting stuff upon him. He also won the money in the bank and a match that he was not even initially in to begin with. Kind of gave you feelings of, you know, when Brock Lesnar won it several years before that, when he wasn't announced in that match and Mustafa Ali was about to win the match. And then 
you know, Brock Lesnar comes out and he cost him that match and wins the match. And it, it, I think that there was the beginning of people. I don't want to say turning on Austin Theory because he was a heel already, but I think that's when they kind of jumped the shark on Austin Theory where they were just putting too much on this kid before he had truly not, not proven himself as a wrestler, but established himself with the crowd as a heel. I mean, he was getting just the watered down because you're Vince McMahon's boy, Vince McMahon's protege will boo you. Or because you give, you know, grief to the town that you're in because you give sports team heat. Ooh, the Yankees or ooh, the Reds or ooh, the Braves or whatever, you know, whatever town you're in. That's the kind of heat he's getting. And that's what was going on for the longest. Then he lost money in the bank. And a lot of what I just talked about was all underneath Vince McMahon's control. Now he loses money in the bank after several unsuccessful failed attempted cash-ins. He finally does cash in on Seth Rollins on a random episode of Raw for the United States title. And this was all, like I said, during Triple H's control now. And Triple H, I think, was trying to get the money in the bank from around his neck but you should have just had him cash in on roman because we knew he wasn't going to win anyway and it just kind of made him look not too intelligent when he cashes in for a title that he's already held previously without cashing in so it just that whole situation didn't make sense like i get what they were going for but it damn sure didn't work and it just set Austin theory back even farther is as if him winning the money in the bank in a match that he wasn't even advertised in wasn't supposed to be in wasn't bad enough then he does cash in and it's for a United States title which is a mid-card belt lower tier title is not the heavyweight or the WWE Universal Championship that Roman had like I said I think he should have cashed in on Roman and at least had him lose that way would have made sense. People wouldn't have shit on it so bad when they did because it was just like the United States title. Like, it made no sense. And that, like I said, just further pulled him back. It just further made it to where fans were like, oh, God, Austin Theory. He, I mean, now you get to the point where his music was hitting at that point in time. And people, you could almost hear the collective groan throughout the crowd as his music hit like, oh. We got to sit through a another Austin Theory segment, and we got to listen to him talk about himself. And then they had the rivalry with Lashley, and then they had the rivalry with Lashley and Seth Rollins and Austin Theory and that triple threat, which the match itself was good. Austin Theory in ring is good. Don't get me wrong. It's how they're presenting him and how they've used him. In this last year and a half, two years that he's actually truly been on the main roster. Because that first run really was just a sample size. What he's done now in this last, you know, two years or so since he's been on the main roster. it In ring, I think he's excellent. I, I have no qualms at all with what he does in ring. It's the promo segments and just how they're... I hate to say it again, but they're presenting him like a douchebag. And I, I know there's a place for that cowardly, you know, heel. And they've got plenty of them. We've got The Miz. And we've got other guys on the main roster that they've got that they could use for that role. I think they need to transition Austin Theory 
into a more serious role. But now into the current day and what he's doing right now, they've recently, even though pretty one of the members of uh, Pretty Deadly is injured, they aligned him with, with Pretty Deadly. Now, Austin Theory is kind of hanging out with those guys, and you see him with those guys a little bit more. And this, this last previous episode of SmackDown, we have Grayson Waller and Austin Theory teaming up. That one kind of piqued my interest a little bit because it's something new. It's something different for Theory. It looks as if finally we've gotten him away from the U.S. title hunt because I think that, like I've been saying, is just something that was... I don't want to say undeserved, but it was just too soon for Theory because he hasn't truly established himself as a character. First, he was the muscle. First, he was the selfie guy. Now he's the muscle guy. And before that, he was the money in the bank guy. And in the, and in the way, he was the goofy, you know, high school movie idiot that everybody loves to love and loves to hate. And now here we are with Austin Theory. And I think... This is an, I don't want to say another reset for him, but I think they're trying to figure out another avenue for him. And with what they're doing or what they've been doing, I should say, this is something I think is welcomed because I think he does have to answer the initial question. Does he have go away heat? Yes. I think Austin theory does have go away heat, but when you put him with Grayson Waller, who I believe also does have go away heat. That heat could turn into nuclear heat. It could turn into that Dominic Mysterio heat where, okay, you've got this guy over here in Austin Theory that we just can't stand. They presented him in a way for the last several years where we just, no, no, not Austin Theory. And now you've put him with Grayson Waller for, and for the most part, he's been doing his talk show segments to where it's just straight boredom from Grayson Waller to where I feel like, and I, I like Grayson Waller as well. I loved some of what he did on NXT to where I was excited when I saw that he got drafted. But then in these last several months that he's been on the main roster, he's been cannon fodder for John Cena at a premium live event. And most of what he does is just a talk show segments. Yes, he had that match with Edge. That was a, a decent match, I think. I mean, it wasn't five star or in the Tokyo Dome or none of that garbage, but it was a decent match for what it was and for what they were trying to do. But for from week to week, Grayson Waller's doing a whole lot more talking than he's doing wrestling. And on the opposite side of that, Austin Theory does talk, but when he wrestles, it's great. It's just a matter of he, he there's that disconnect with the crowd or even as a heel, because I, I was a heel for the majority of my career. And I never had go away heat. I had that genuine, we want to see somebody beat this guy's ass heat. And Austin Theory has that can we just go to another segment heat and that's not good for uh, for what you want as a wrestler you want it to where these fans want to see you get beat up each and every week and Austin Theory I think could possibly get there with this if they keep going on with this Grayson Waller and Austin Theory tag team because I think they need some more fresh tag teams in WWE anyway so I think a new tag team give both these guys something to do because I don't think they had anything for Grayson Waller to do to where that's why he's been doing all these talk show segments and he hasn't really wrestled but a handful of times on the main roster since he's been drafted so I think this is good for both I think this is a positive for both and I think that maybe this can kind of because I enjoyed the promo that they did on SmackDown, where they were kind of bouncing off each other. You can already see they've got a little bit of chemistry together. Kind of like 
Austin Theory did with Pretty, Pretty Deadly, but I think it's even more so with Grayson Waller. So I'm gonna look forward to see how this plays out. But in my opinion, I think Grayson Waller, I'm not Grayson Waller, but Austin Theory, well, both of them, honestly, have go away heat. But I think those two uniting together could change the dynamic for both of them. But what do you guys think? Let me know in the comments and let me know, does he have go away heat? Is Austin Theory one of your favorites? Let me know what you guys think. But before I get off here, please subscribe to this channel, like, subscribe, like I just said, and share and hit that notification icon so you don't miss out on new content. And also please subscribe to my other podcast, The Mark and the Fan Wrestling Podcast, where me and my boy, The Cisco Kid, we talk about all things wrestling from back in the day, present day, AEW, WWE, you name it, we talk about it. So make sure you please subscribe to that channel. And like I said, please subscribe to this one because I'm trying to get to over a thousand subscribers before the end of this year. So just do a brother a solid and hit that notification icon. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on new content. But anyway, I'm out of here. This has been another edition of the Magnum Report. Thank you for watching.